Hello, John Schuler. Hello, Brandon Gore. Welcome See, back. You Welcome can hear back. in my voice. Right? I, look, at, I even interrupted you. You can hear in my <laughs> voice how refreshed I am, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Good. I'm so I'm so glad to have you back. You know, I missed you. Did you? Thanks. It was a cra- well, it was a crazy week, number one, for me. But, uh, you know, me and you talk like five times a day and I didn't, I didn't have that interaction for a whole week and I missed it. So I'm glad you're back. Where'd my friend go? (laughs) Where'd my one and only friend go? (laughs) Where'd he go? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, Well, I was, I was walking up and down a beach and, you know, hanging out with uh, the kids and talking to AIM and. So I'm not going to say I didn't miss you. You were definitely on my mind. But uh, don't you get all those pictures I texted you just to keep you up to speed? What I what I did notice is you would like respond to work stuff. So I know you weren't. Yes. I, I know you were, you'd see orders come in or whatever. And, and I'd see you send a text or an email about it. But yeah, when I go on vacation someday, I don't know when that'll be someday, five years, 10 years from now. When I go on vacation, I'm going to completely disconnect. I'm going to pull the plug. No cell phone. <laughs> no, can't. no anything. I'm going to. There's, I'm doing it. There's no way, man. There's it. no way. I did uh-uh. it. I did it. Well, this was before text was really a thing, but I did that like 2000, the year 2000. I went to Hawaii with my girlfriend at the time, and she was adamant. I used to be a director of sales for Marriott, so I, I had a cell phone, and it was you know tied to me, and I was on the phone 50. 60, 70 times a day talking to people. But she's like, you're leaving that in Phoenix. We're going to go to Hawaii. You're leaving that here. There's no way. I got to take it. Yeah. She's like, you're not taking it. You're leaving it here. You're leaving it at the house. And the first two or three days, it was like total anxiety. I was so used to being on the phone. I was like, there are people calling me, you know. I'm sure I got like thousands of voicemails. But like day three, four, it was amazing. I felt so good. And then, you know, I think we're there for like 10 days, 12 days. By the end of it, I didn't want to come back. I didn't want to get back into it. Uh, it was just so nice to disconnect. So someday, someday, I don't know when that day will come, but I'm going to go on a vacation. Now, I, again, it, it's 20 years later, man. So although, I mean, and, and that was the thing. I, I could be, I'm walking with AIM and we're chatting. And then it literally would take me two seconds to throw a quick little blurb to someone for a tech support or whatever the case may be. So I don't know. I'm just saying this day and age, I find it so much easier. Now, on the flip side, if someone want to call me for some 20 minute tech support, well, that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> that's not happening at all. Well, I made a point but, not to call you at all the entire week. I don't want to bug you. So yeah, no, none of that bothers me. But there was a few people who did. And then I just hit them back like, hey, dude, I'm out this week. But if you type down what you need, you know, and why you're asking, then I'll hit you back that way. And and that made that makes it very, very easy to continue to balance everything, even when you're trying to get away. At least I don't. I, yeah. So it's been great. It was great. A few things I wanted to hit real quick. We did the drawing for Brandon Browning's um, GoFundMe. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me pull up Facebook real quick because I, 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 we have the winners. Where is the Brandon Browning thing? God, I post a lot on Facebook apparently. All right. Well, you're looking for that. I'm going to throw something out there. So Anybody listening, I think I said it last time, but those diamond pads for the Festool came in. Less than what I actually ordered, but this coming week, so what is today? So next week, I'm going to be putting a post on the ICT group page and on the Kodiak uh, page and looking for a few people. We may even run a lottery. I haven't decided yet. Brandon and I have talked about it. I think we're going to have to. Run a lottery. It's the only fair yeah, way. So quite a few. The same way we did the Brandon Browning lottery. Essentially what we'll do is we'll just put your name on, on a Word document and I'll number the list. And then we'll just go to random number generator and, and uh, have it generate numbers and we'll pick people that way. That's the only fair way to do it because if we have 15, 20, 30 people say, hey, I want to get the pads to try and we only have five to, to send out, then that's the fair way to do it, I think. So I found the, I don't the believe post. In fair. We don't have fair Dude. anymore. If, if there's anything about Nobody's me, fair. I have a fairness gene in me that is crazy. <laughs> if I feel that I'm being treated unfairly or somebody else is being treated unfairly, I, I you know, I come unglued. So first prize was Henry Travis Kaldenbaugh. He was first prize. Second prize was Bo Bergstrom. And third prize was Tommy Hearn. So I've been Sweet. meaning. Yeah, guys, if you're listening, 
Uh, I've been meaning to send out your prize packs and I'm going to, it's on my list. I'll, I'll try to get it done tomorrow. Uh, we got this newborn at the house, this little, little baby boy. So it's crazy. It's crazy. I, you know, I'm sure you remember John, what it's like when the baby first comes home, but it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I loved it actually. Oh, I love it too. And I'm a moment of it. Yeah. I'm hyper aware that this is the last time in my life that I'm going to have, you know, a little baby like this at the house. So I'm enjoying it. It's not, it's not something that, you know, like, oh, I got this kid. I got, you know, no, I love it. It's, it's great, but it's definitely taking a lot of time right now. I'm spending more time at the house than I am at the shop. So, so there's that. And then, you know, we haven't hit recently the, uh, the kind of the highlights for Kodiak Pro. So let's hit that really, really, really quick. Uh, if you want to continue the conversation, go to KodiakPros.com discussion group on Facebook Join that, like the Facebook uh, page for Kodiak Pro. Uh, follow us on Instagram. We have a Concrete Podcast page and a Kodiak Pro page on Instagram, so please follow us there. And we have a current promotion going on right now. Upgrade your concrete mix, upgrade your business. Essentially make a short video of why you switched to Kodiak Pro, what's better about the mix and how it's improving your business. And uh, post that to your social media, Facebook, Instagram, and send us a copy of it. And we will discount your next pallet order of Maker Mix or Rad Mix $250 off. So that's going on right now, and that's good until June 1st, 2022. And that reminds me, speaking of June... We're talking about scheduling a class. I'm waiting to hear back from Dusty tonight or tomorrow. He's going to confirm on if he can do it. But I think regardless, we're going to schedule a class for June 20th, the week of June 20th, whether it's a four-day class with me and you, John, or if it's a six-day class with me, you, and Dusty. Uh, Dusty may or may not be able to make that work. He's, he's taking vacation that time of year. So, um, mm. so he's trying to see if he can move his stuff around to do the class. But we're looking at, at June. So there you go. Well, you know what we might, I mean, if, if it's just the two of us, which again, would be totally cool. I wonder if we set like a, an extra day that we call like a blow off day where we, you know, pull out the cool stuff and shoot samples and, you know, just have a massive bonfire and, you know, something along that line. Yeah. That go down, still go down to the bar, do some day drinking as a big group. There you go. Have a good time. About that. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, we could go the Wanderoo Bar. That was a fun time. They had great food, that live music. Yeah. Head there around 5 p.m., sit on the patio. Everybody goes totally. there and has a couple beers. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll wait to hear back from Dusty. But if Dusty can't do it, then yeah, maybe we'll do that. And it'll be the last class I have here at my shop in Arkansas, the very last one ever. And so we'll try to possibly, if we can somehow figure out how to make it work, have an open invitation to alumni to come and uh, join us for, you know, good time and whatnot. Right. So yeah, we'll just burn the place down. <laughs> Don't burn it down. I'm renting it right now. I rented it back. Don't burn anything down. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Dude, the washing machine. So, you know, I just sold the place. I should, I should hit up the new owners and be like, Hey, you guys need to get a new washing machine. It, it yeah, died, right. <laughs> but it did. I got this, I got this warning. It's a Kenmore Elite washing machine. I got this OE warning. I did some research and it's, uh, the drain pump goes out. I guess it's a really common thing. So I had to order a new drain pump. It's going to show up tomorrow and I have to like spend an hour of my life tomorrow, you know, taking this thing apart and installing a new drain pump. But you know, that's the way it goes. I don't even own the place anymore. Now I'm doing repairs. Yeah. So (laughs) now you're fixing it. Perfect, (laughs) man. I had this one leak. Now I'm fixing it. Yeah, I, I literally should call the new owners and be like, hey, you guys need to get a new washing machine. This one, this one quit working. <laughs> no, kidding, no kidding. Well, while I was gone for the week, any highlights in the concrete industry? Well, yes and no. Uh, no highlights, but there's some like some drama, some drama-rama that is always going on. Last few months I've talked to, and I'm sure you have as well, Tons of people that have made the switch to Kodiak Pro. And they rave Mm -hmm. in our conversations about the product. They rave about Maker Mix, Rad Mix, Sealer, Pigment. You know, oh my God, these are the best products. Blah, 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 blah. Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate that. I love hearing it. But then I never see those same comments on social media in any way. Like on Facebook or Instagram. And I, I wonder like why. And I know why. I mean, I don't really wonder why. Uh, but the reason why, in my opinion, is there's just a, a group of people out there that if you say, 
I like Kodiak Pro. I'm using Kodiak Pro or whatever. Uh, that they'll jump on you. And so instead of even putting yourself out there, you don't say anything at all. It's better to just be like, eh, I'm not going to even say anything because I don't want these guys to turn right. on me, you know. I can it, see that. Yeah. and I, 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 It's just I so weird. It's so weird. I, I mean, you know, it's 2022. We're all grown men. I guess these are the wars we fight. We don't have a war going on right now for us. And so the war is against each right. other. You know, we, we don't have the war against the Nazis. So what are we going to do? We're going to turn on each other and, and war against each other, I guess. I don't know. Well, I see it both ways. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I have those conversations. Uh, I mean, fortunately, not, not a whole lot last week, but now that I got back, there was, a, you know, all kinds every, you know, probably four or five phone calls a day for me not catching them up last week. But, uh, yeah, I a hundred percent agree. And, and I, I get it. I understand it. I don't know how much I agree with it, but at the same time being on the other side, meaning the side hearing, you know, seeing then, yeah, there's a side of you that like, well, geez, man, let everybody know. And they're like, yeah, I'm good. Like, what are you talking about? We've heard heard from from numerous guys like, yeah, I'm working on a video for the promotion you're doing. We still haven't seen it. And I'm thinking it's because they're like, "Mm, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't want these dudes to turn on me. I don't want them to like. Turn on me, yeah. yeah. So you don't say anything because you don't want them off turn. So my grandfathers, both of them, fought in World War II. But my grandfather on my dad's side was um, an army ranger and uh, fought in the Battle of the Bulge and got uh, got captured and then escaped. He actually got captured and escaped twice. Crazy story. Escaped twice. Really? And then wow. finally got captured a third time and was put on an ammunition train illegally because it's legal, legal to put POWs on an ammunition train, but they put him on an ammunition train in a French aircraft, strafed the train, and he got shot through his legs like with those massive caliber. I'm not sure what caliber it is. Uh, aircraft rounds through his legs. And then he was put in a POW camp. And my grandpa was like 6'6", six, six, you know, 275, solid muscle, like massive dude, and withered down to like 140 pounds, 130 pounds when he was liberated. And they said, you'll never walk again. Um, he was transported. One of the crazy, I mean, the whole story was crazy. But one of the craziest things was they flew him from Europe to the United States on a plane. You know, back then it was a, a, a propeller plane. Um, but they stacked all these hurt soldiers on cots on top of each other. So they, they, these cots stacked and it was like three inches from your face to the cot in front of you. And there's a guy to your left and a guy to your right. And they packed him in as tight as they could in these planes. And it was like a 12 hour journey across the ocean. So for 12 hours, it's like being in a coffin. You're just locked in with this guy right above you. There's somebody right below you. There's somebody left to right. Dude, my claustrophobia, I couldn't, I couldn't have taken it. Just like that thought. I'm like, Oh my God, how crazy was that? Flies back to the United States. They do surgery on his legs, essentially to like uh, block the nerves off. And they tell him, you'll never walk again. You'll be in a wheelchair for the rest of your life. My grandfather moved to Moscow, Idaho. That's where my grandma's parents lived. They're from Finland. They farm potatoes using mules because they came here direct from Finland. Mm. And he worked on the farm, like, you know, just lived on the farm, but then was outside and then started to where he was up on a walker. And then he was on crutches and he had a cane. Then he was plowing the fields of mules. He went back to college got his master's degree in architecture, became a licensed architect, got his master's degree in civil engineering, became a licensed civil engineer, um, started a company, blah, 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 blah. Amazing. Amazing. But here we are, 2022, and it's like, use Kodiak Pro? F*** you. You piece of And it's like, that's well, what I have to admit. I just heard your whole story, and now I'm feeling bad about how aggravated I get having to wear my mask on a plane. Ex- well, I mean, all I, of it, dude. All of it. It's just like I feel when claustrophobic. When I, when I put <laughs> when I put all this in perspective of like the trials and tribulations that our grandfathers went through, compared to where we are today, and like the battles we wage today for no reason, and the drama, and like just the ridiculous pettiness of it all of we're grown men, we have families, we have things to do. And this is a, these these are the gossip and the infighting and, you know, Hey, I had a lot to drink. Let's talk. Like, you know, whatever it is, like, really, really, this is where we're at. This is where we're at. You know, we're, (laughs) we're in our forties, fifties, and this is where we're at. I don't know, dude. It just seems sad to me that this is a state of humanity at this point, but that's where we're at, I guess. Dude, everything's got a silver lining for me. I stay as positive as possible. Well, dude, surprise enough, I'm extremely positive. Uh, what wears on me is just the like constant stupidity from people for no no reason 
that there's just this constant like churn of like negativity. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I, I just understand anybody has the time in their life to do that or to, you know, whatever, but some people do. Anyways, that's, that's like my 40 minute, what is this? You know, like a 40 minute petty rant we just had. <laughs> you got to do that sometimes though, man. You just have to, you know, just get off your chest. John, ah. I had all this build up all week while you were gone. I couldn't, I couldn't call you up and have a little bitch fest. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, buddy. Oh, that's all good though. So who are we interviewing this week? Uh, Eric Bajorski. Let's give him a call. Well, our guest today is Eric Bujarski. His company is called Designed for Concrete. He's in Bemidji, Minnesota. How's it going, Eric? Good. How are you guys? Good, good, man. Good. And John's here with us this week, which is good. He was on vacation last week, but he's he's back with us. So I'm glad to have him back. Yeah, able to take a breath of fresh air. It's always nice. So Eric, you are fairly new to concrete. You've been doing it for about a year. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah, part of my first kitchen actually, yeah, about a year year ago next week. Awesome. What'd you do before concrete? Um, I was my background's in engineering, um, sales. That's what I was doing, traveling around doing that. Realized I didn't want to be doing the traveling. And then um got into woodworking, kind of just didn't know where I wanted to go from there. Um, got into woodworking and concrete and loved concrete and here I am. What was it that drew you to concrete? How'd you see concrete? How'd you get interested in it? Really, it was uh, honestly what initially kind of sparked our interest, and in it was those river tables. If you're honest, with uh, epoxy. Oh and god! Oh, those look. I know. I no. know. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Oh, the river tables. But, I'm like, they look cool, but then I didn't like the idea of the plastic. Yeah. Um, and I wanted. I always like to do something different. I wasn't looking to just okay. Well, just. And not, nothing wrong with them. Um, if you want to do that, you like that. That's cool. But um, it just wasn't where we wanted to go with things. Because my wife and I, she she's primarily designing things. She just kind of says, hey, this is really what I want to do and make it work. But that's when we started playing around with concrete and starting, I'm like, well, why don't we just put this in place of the epoxy? And I've seen other guys do it too. And um, so we just started playing around with that and then just really loved the concrete, just the rawness of it authentic material instead of that um, plastic that you're putting over it or just pouring a whole bunch of it so and then yeah then we just started really working with it a lot more um picked up our first kitchen job here this last a year ago and then just fell in love with it nice i was at walmart yesterday walmart supercenter and they have epoxy river table kits on the shelf, prepackaged in a box, I swear to you, or like some type of epoxy kit where you like put all the stuff in it and you pour the epoxy at Walmart. Walking down the aisle, I was like, oh my God, that's where we are. Is Walmart Supercenter now has a kit for this. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Little yeah. serving boards, I'm sure, something like that. I don't know, man. I don't know. It doesn't, you know, that much plastic with wood doesn't do a whole lot for me personally. Yeah. Yeah. And that's even with the um, wood finishes too. I just love the oil finishes the way that what I'm my tastes are yeah. yeah so things that are real things that are natural but yeah even with that concrete and wood tables that's i mean oh dusty just put out that beautiful table um yeah but just the way he's attaching it to there just there's a lot that goes into it obviously with the concrete and wood and forces of nature yeah. will eventually take over at different ways of attaching them but even that is just just the intricate ways of doing that is just cool to me not just well, he was out, and, and unless I'm misunderstanding how he was doing his, I thought it looked pretty cool where he was taking those those copper straps, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And it looked like he was using the copper straps as a way of, I wouldn't say really attaching it, but keeping everything to bonding in a way so that it still allowed the materials to move. Because what I have seen in the people who have done the direct cast stuff is, you know, even in an internal and inside environment, It'd be really bad outside, but you know, those materials are going to move and they do start separating at some point and then they start looking kind of God awful yeah. <laughs> you know, as, as stuff gets in between the crack of the wood and the concrete and I don't know, it starts looking a little funky. Yeah, for sure. Anytime you do any 
other material besides concrete inlaid in the concrete, you're going to have some level of problem. That uh, first fern table I did, the very first one, I inlaid little metal square rod essentially in it, and I did some meteorite slices in it, and it looked really cool. But it's, it was in my shop for probably five years, and over the years, little cracks grew off all that stuff because it was moving at a different rate than the concrete. Now, was it structural? No, it wasn't structural. But aesthetic, there was these little crazing cracks coming off of it. That's always the uh, the danger of putting any material in the concrete that's going to move at a different rate. Yeah, and just letting the biggest thing for me has always been driven. Well, Justin McRae actually was driving that in my head right away when I got into this industry was set the client expectation. That's let them know that things will be moving over time and there's there are different expansion rates. It looks really cool. I think it looks really cool if you like it, but it will over time, it will move. And there's a possibility for that cracking, not structural. It's not going to, you're still going to be able to set a cup on it, but um, you will see those cracks over time. And that's just setting that when you are delivering those to the, the client. Yeah, that's huge. My take on it. If you tell yeah. people it will stain in its lifetime, it will develop micro cracks in its lifetime. It will do those things in its lifetime. Lifetime meaning the next 20, 30 years. It'll do those things. When it happens, they don't lose their mind. They're just like, oh, yeah, it's part of it. No big deal. But if you say, hey, it's going to stay like this forever, it's never going to change, it's never going to get a stain, it's never going to get a scratch, you're never going to get any micro-cracking on anything, and then those things happen, they go crazy. So, yeah, just presetting those things up front is so smart for your, for your happiness and their happiness and everybody, if everybody goes into it like that. Hey, uh... Your company before was called Blue Grain before you changed it Correct. to design for concrete. A, where did Blue Grain, Blue Grain come from? Um, Blue Grain, actually, we just sat down um, when we initially started the business. We um, said, hey, um, we're going to be doing woodworking of some sort. That We legitimately started it not knowing exactly what we were going to do um, besides woodworking. And so we just really just sat down, came up with a list of words, put them together, and came up with Blue Grain woodworking and blue outdoors just thought it was nice i don't know, you know <laughs> um, what really I love how about that it one worked out is your t-shirt say bg on them which i think is uh yeah i know beautiful i love it i love it <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. that was intentional that was intentional uh, yes of yeah. course and then i actually looked at we were initially like oh blue concrete perfect that's before i knew about you guys this past um about blue and <laughs> blue, 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 blue concrete i'm like well that yeah. one's not gonna work out so let's Let's bring it back to the giant board. And then we came up That's with design cool. for concrete after. That would hurt your SEO as well. I saw there's a developer <laughs> yeah. here in Northwest Arkansas and his company is called Magnolia Farms, right? Well, Magnolia Farms is Chip and Joanna Gaines. So this guy kind of named his deal. company the same thing as Chip and Joanna Gaines company. Nobody's ever going to find him on, on Facebook or Google or anything because he put in Magnolia Farms. You're going to get 10 billion Chip and Joanna Gaines links before this little guy's link shows up. Right. Stupidest yeah. in the world, but eh, whatever. So am I hearing this right? You and your wife actually work together. So she's like the designer and and you work in the shop and, and yep. put her – well, let's say you both have the vision, of course, but then the, you put those and bring those to life. That's kind of cool. Yeah, um, and it's actually it's um, that's really we we started this business to give our really to give our family time to have family time. We have our little boy Aiden; he's twenty months now, and then we have um, another little one on the way. So we really just wanted to create structure our life so we have that ability to have family time and work together on these projects. And she um, she loves the design aspect. She has the design eye for things, and then also works with the social media end of it. And then yeah, I'm in the shop. So oh, very cool. Well, then I'm going to say right. So a lot of the things that we've been discussing, time management pricing of materials, you know, uh, blended mixes versus non-blended. That's all got to be up your alley then as, as you are finding that balance between family life and shop life, including oh, your wives. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that on top of it, it's a whole different, I mean, just making sure you're actually giving time to your family. I mean, that's what you're working for is minimize your time on the shop and do absolutely everything possible to work as the least amount as possible. They get the 
get the income really just put out, put out what I enjoy what I'm doing, but I also enjoy family a whole lot more than working. So, um, the pre blended bags, that's a no brainer for me. I'm in a very small shop at the moment too. And that allows me to minimize my footprint in the shop and make devote more space towards casting processing. Uh, pre blended has been working out really, really well for me in here. So yeah, I try to stay as lean on material as possible and just minimize repetitive tasks or anything that doesn't need to be there. So you say you're using pre-blended. We're talking about Maker Mix from Kodiak Pro, correct? Yep. So you're using that. You're having good results with that. Um, you ordered that through Joe Bates, who's our distributor for Lesson Pallet Quantities. You ordered some Maker Mix and Rad Mix, and you've been ordering Sealer as well. Uh, what did you use before Maker Mix? What product were you using? I've been um, using HP 50, actually, from Fishstone. Gotcha. Tom, Tom has been – I love Tom. Um, he's treating me extremely well. He's always been there for questions to um, really just I see the way Maker's Mix is going. And after getting my hands on it, it is different. These, I put out a whole bunch of samples. I kind of ran through the color array. And it just, I, the first sample I grabbed, it just, it felt different. It just, it's dense. It just, I was talking to John earlier today. I was having troubles explaining it. It's just different. It feels a very different material than um, I was able to achieve before. It's funny you say that. We, um, we have a discussion group, Kodiak Pro Concrete Products Discussion Group on Facebook. And yesterday, a guy, Jeff Jones, posted that he just demolded an SEC top for an end table that he made with the sample bucket from Joe Bates. And, quote, I have to say, Maker Mix is everything the guys said it was. It popped right out of the mold perfect with zero, zero pinners. I'm putting my pallet order in on Monday. Thanks for producing such a game-changing product. Uh, I actually took a screenshot of that and sent it to John because I was like, dude, check this out. And it's so good to hear yeah, people say cool. that. But it sounds like you kind of had a similar experience to where it just once you actually saw it with your own eyes, you saw the difference. That was why you changed. Oh, yeah. It, was, it, re- it just wetted out much differently. And I love the fact that you're able to control your plasticizer too, instead of just kind of creeping up on it or work into it. This is, I mean, we're 75 to 76 grams of TVP I'm putting in, and it is consistent each time. You're not worrying about that gel up that you kind of get or that stickiness. Um, as long as you keep it in that 55, I'm keeping it right around 55 degrees and I'm um, pouring it. And um, yeah, that was just my first round of samples. And it was very, it just the, it's and even acid etching them. It's it's very, you can see the fine particles. It's a very dense surface, and that's what I, I feel is, you're working towards, you're working with concrete. You're enhancing concrete, and that's, to me, in my that makes sense to me. Um, you're just creating a very dense surface, and the sealer is kind of there to make it look pretty and add that extra protection to it. And then that further densifies the surface on top right. of it. So it's, that's, I just, I see that that makes sense. And I have used topicals and not talking again, bad about topicals at all. Um, if it works for your business structure, that's cool. But for me, I just, that one, the chance of reseal is cons- extremely concerning to me. Um, that's scary from a business point of view. And then also just, uh, the ease of that's, you know, as you're handing over the client, you have, you're saying, this is what it is. This is not a, you don't have to worry about the scratches or, I mean, wearing through that and then compromising that surface over time. And just, you're enhancing concrete, you're handing over concrete and this is concrete. And this is what concrete is supposed to be um, like a stone. It's, yeah. it's going to breathe. Um, when and you set something on is, it. Yeah. As yes, we, as we yes. constantly say, it's, you know, and, and, and I realize not everybody has to buy into this, but we do, you know, I, I'm a big, so just yesterday, <clears throat> this is a long story on my end, I'll cut it short, but you know, through the pandemic, well, actually pre-pandemic, we started a remodel on my house, got half the kitchen remodeled and the cabinet maker, anyway, had to move, et cetera, et cetera. So I brought in a new cabinet maker. And as we were walking around and having this conversation He's just looking at everything that we're doing. And it was just 
a level that he's not used to seeing. Like we got in a conversation about our, about the sink, the kitchen sink. And he's like, well, why don't you just, you know, what about one of those composites? And then I showed him like, yeah, no, this is what we're doing. He's like, oh, John, you know, yeah, you guys are into, you know, authentic materials. And, and I am willing to live with those materials, you know, let them age, let them age gracefully, let them move with my family. But not, you know, not everybody grasps onto that, which is, I don't know. I, was, I always use the word interesting, but I don't really understand it myself. And that's that's actually exactly the same word I use for it because um, it's even starting with the woodworking. When I was using poly over things, it just you're in my eyes. It always felt like I was handing over something that I knew was eventually going to fail, and that just didn't ever sit well with me. Because it is, it, it's I mean, it has a a life cycle to it, and this when I'm. Just the concept of this makes sense to me. It's you're handing over something that is, okay, well, this is it, it's extremely stain resistant. It's not, I guess I was hearing from a lot of guys initially where it's, oh, I see, or any reactive or ICT, what people know is ICT or ITC is, okay, well, it stains and it's, well, for one of the, one of the main questions I was getting was what is the water resistance? And I'm like, I was not quite understanding why that was such a huge concern because concrete, even when you look at just any concrete, it's when it's getting wet like that over time, it, it will darken a little bit and then it goes back. It's, I, I love that. It's the authenticity of concrete and stain. I've been running stain tests on these things been for a while now I've been using ICT and I'm having extremely fantastic results um, with stain resistance too. So I bought a smoker. I'm like the last guy to get a pellet smoker, apparently, but I love that thing. I bought a pellet smoker last week. I've been smoking everything, but I spilled barbecue sauce. I have an outdoor table sealed with ICT that I made 2016, I want to say. So what is that, six years ago? And it's been outside for many years now. Never been resealed, never anything. It's just, it is what it is. It gets coated in snow and ice in the wintertime. It bakes in the sun in the summertime. Sap falls on it you know, pollen, bird poop, all that kind of stuff. I hose it off. Anyways, so I'm out there grilling. I spilled barbecue sauce all over. I spilled like hot grease. I took these ribs out that wrapped in foil and they like dripped out all over the table. And I was like, oh, you know, but whatever. <laughs> so I go inside, you know, I, I get everything kind of cleaned up and put away. And I go back outside with some uh, 409 and some paper towels, spray the table, wipe it. Perfect. Perfect. Hot grease, barbecue sauce, all over this table. It's never been resealed. It's just been outside in elements. It's perfect. But when it rains, it gets dark, you know? Yep. Uh, but it's it's amazing how the sealer works. It's one of those things I think people that don't want it to work will always point to, hey, look, water will darken it. But does water stain it? No. It's just the breathable aspect of it, which, again, you know, will always kind of bring us up. It's a strength. It's a strength. It's not a weakness. You know, a tree that that is able to bend in a wind doesn't break. It's a strength that it has flexibility where a very rigid tree and high, high wind storm will break in half. And so the ability for the moisture to move back and forth through the system is a flexibility. It's a strength. It's not a weakness. It's not, it's not a downside in my opinion. Well, and even with that, I mean, with topical, again, I mean, just topicals are, you're still cross-linking and you're still going to have that vapor transmission over time, but it would just be potential to be a little bit more, detrimental um if it does happen with that topical yeah i mean that's that's what makes a sealer come off that's what makes that plastic film delaminate from the substrate is that paper transfer yeah there are certain areas that it does work for people and but yeah it just uh and just even getting back to the shop aspect of it it's just the application is that alone in itself is enough for me um just the thought i mean not worrying about the dust, looking, just constantly staring at it, be like, oh, is there a little something on there? Um, just just fly land on it. About, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. Did a beard on. hair fall into it? Dude, I saw, so uh, there was a company, I'm not going to say the name because they do make really good stuff, but there was a company that exhibited at a trade show I went to years ago and they had this beautiful white concrete bathtub on display and it looked amazing. It looked really nice. And I walked up to it 
and in the surface, it was in the sealer, was a curly beard hair that was in the sealer <laughs> of this white tub. And I was like, is this for real? Like, they just left it in there, but they did. You know, whoever was spraying that sealer, beard hair fell out. I hope it's a beard hair, it's a curly hair. Yeah. <laughs> was in there. There it was forever, right there. So yeah, I mean, that's another massive benefit is, you know, the ICT, you can apply it and literally cut wood 10 seconds later and you're fine. It's not a topical, there's nothing right. to land in it. But more than that is the VOCs. You know, so many of these, yeah. these topical yeah. sealers, not all of them, but a lot of them are very, very toxic. And, you know, if you have a shop and you have a family and your shop's on your property or close to your property or your kids come over to the shop, you don't be spraying a sealer or rolling a sealer that's outgassing these crazy, noxious, toxic fumes. So, you know, not only that, you don't want to be breathing it and you don't want to absorb into your skin either. I, uh, I do fiberglass sometimes. I hate fiberglass. I really do. But I do fiberglass sometimes. And I have a positive air pressure respirator that I bought from doing a lot of fiberglass. And it helps. It helps a lot. It helps with the breathing in of the VOCs. You're not breathing them in, but your skin is still absorbing those toxins. So even though you're not breathing them, your, your body is still getting it into your bloodstream. And if I do a lot of fiberglass for, I don't know, like a week, like I'm doing a, a big crazy mold and it's all these different pieces and I have to fiberglass every day. By the end of the week, even though I wear that respirator, I can't smell the fiberglass resin. I'm not breathing the resin. Just the fact that it's in the air at the end of the week, like my organs hurt, like my, my guts hurt from being in that environment. That can't be good for you, you know? So that's the other side no. of it is just the yes, toxic. It is. It is. It's it good for you. Tough. Is that good for you? It makes you tough, Brandon. Killing yeah, it off, makes you Killing tough. off everything inside. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. It's like a, a DIY chemo type thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things that it just, the, the more we can get away from having those toxic uh, materials in the shop space, the better, you know, cause my kids come over here, they play on the floor, they like get chalk and they're drawing on the floor and stuff. And I don't really worry about any of the ingredients that we have here. You know, I try to keep the dust down I try to keep, you know, sweep every day and keep it clean, but I'm just very happy not to have too much toxic materials in the, in the shop. So. Yeah. That's well, a huge thing I, for, for me too. I want to digress for a minute and just tell a story. So the first, First time you and I talked, that's when we had a conversation of using the HP 50 with the Radmix, yeah. right? And, and this yeah. is weeks ago when you and I talked, <clears throat> I would say, you know, sometimes when people either, you know, talk about Brandon and I or Kodiak or whatever the case may be, we're often accused of simply either bringing people on to talk, you know, that are you know, rah, rah, shish, kumbab about Kodiak or this or that. But I just want to throw out there that, or right, that we don't answer questions about other materials or et cetera, et cetera. And so, you know, while we're having this conversation, one thing that's been great about talking to you several times is it hasn't always been like that. I mean, you and I have had great discussions thus far in, right, unless I'm wrong, you could tell me like oh, no. Yeah, no, you, I've you never I've really answered them. Question. Yes, yes, they, they have been awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Wait, but John, you got to finish your thought because you only finished it. You know, well, my, part way. my thought is is just that that would you agree, Eric? That we put out a lot of information that I think floats all boats, not necessarily us always pulling out pom poms and cheering on. Kodiak and John Schuler and Brandon Gore, because when you and I first talked, it was about helping you modify and be successful actually using someone else's materials. Oh, 100%. I see where you guys are going with this product. It makes sense to me what you're doing with it. The chemistries that are you're putting into this, this is new. This is this is cutting edge with it. I mean, this is a different product. The 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 Making the concrete tense like that, it's I I don't see a better way about going about it. That's your what you guys are doing and loving it. I, I love where it's going. I love where the sealer's going. Uh, what what I have seen with the sealer, what you guys have talked about it, the information that you guys are sharing and what you initially worked with me on was actually when I was doing some wooden concrete tables working with sealing. And yeah. that was with yeah, that was with another product and you're just helping. Um this podcast has been tremendous for everybody. I don't see it. I see it as very old. 
I think we should just be able to be open and honest about what products are doing and which is possibly just best for what we do um, instead of all oh, this is hurt yours there. It's like, this is, from what I'm seeing, this is a very, very different material that we're working with. And we should be able to just discuss things, the positive negative negatives of different products. Oh, I agree. Um, yeah. And instead of just like, well, well, we don't really want to talk about it. Just let's be open and honest and say what, what we have going on. And you guys, uh, John, you have just talked me through a lot of different things. I appreciate all the time um, that you've spent on the phone with me too, talking through just whole sorts of different things. Um, it's been a tremendous help, but yeah, just being open and honest about what products are, I guess, for our future of our industry and getting to know those and seeing why, why it works for my business that I'm running. Um, that's again, if you have something else that works for you, that's cool. Um, but I see it as this is, it's going to save me time over. I mean, not if to worry about reseals. If you are having to walk in, just walk in, fix that spot, reseal, boom, done. And investing time into resealing for one is extremely scary to me, but at least bringing back to the, beginning of that you guys i feel like you're just talking about information and i know you like even brandon you always joke around about this is a, a sales pitch you know it's well of course you guys have kodiak pro um you have your mix that you feel like is the best you have your sealer ict which you feel is the best and you're going to talk about those of course you're going to talk about those because you feel like they're the best and that's what you're using that's what you designed um john for your knowledge and just sealer chemistry is insane to me. It, um, you know what you're doing with things and you're hands-on designing the things for that. And Brandon, I mean, you just, you guys work very well together. I feel even with the design side and the chemistry side of things, I just love where you guys are going with things. And I don't see it as an infomercial by any means. Um, yes, you're going to bring up Kodiak pro that's, um, you wouldn't, like you were saying, you're not going to just do something like this for, sake of doing a podcast you have businesses that are on too um yeah. and if people can appreciate that i just I... i'm gonna lean on you at some point if you talk quite a bit to tom i would love and brandon knows this and brandon I mean, you know he feels the same way we would love to get some other product manufacturers or whatever product distributors or whatever onto a podcast and have these kind of conversations you know not pulling out the daggers, not trying to, you know, throw anybody under the bus. So when we, when you and I were talking about these kind of things, HP 50, rad mix, you know, I know, I know uh, Fishstone has some of their own materials and ad mixes. Did you ever, I mean, did you bring up to Tom that you had been speaking with me? And if so, how did that go? Because hopefully it went very well. Cause I would love to call Tom and bring him on a podcast and have, and I'm going to call it an industry-based conversation. I think would be incredible. Well, that's what I guess what I've seen from you guys, from who you have brought on to, it's more just uh, open dialogue on things, but everybody's free to speak their mind about their, what they're thinking or, you know, their, their route of business with things. But it's, I was very open and honest with them too. It's just, I'm, Hey, I'm trying out a new product because there is a new product on in the market. And why would I not want to be, checking out new products, if there is something that can make my product better, um, that just, I don't, I think not doing that would, to me, would be silly. <laughs> just like, oh, here's a new product. No, we're not going to check that out because I understand brand loyalty to, with that end, end of it to an aspect, but if there's something better out there, it's, I'm going to do what's better, best for my business and my family and be putting the best product possible out there that I can for my, the sake of me, our family. That's, yeah. um, I'm not going to, it's, if there's something better out there, I'm going to do that. And, and even understanding the concept of the uh, price, you know, like you guys talk about like, Oh, if it's a little bit more, I'd, I mean, if, again, if you're talking about price and cost of your, your raw material costs, it's, I think there's other, certainly other things in the business you need to be looking at. So let's move on to some some concrete stuff uh, as far as your business. What tools have you found to be invaluable and in, like mixing? What are you using to mix with? 
I'm using a Comics double double paddle right now. Okay. I will be getting the XO6 single paddle. I just got the double paddle initially. Um, I knew it was tear, tear up the fibers a little bit more if you're hitting it really hard, but it just it rips through. It's nice and quick, <laughs> um, which I was really fond of i i, I so actually, wait you're doing actually, you're, you're doing full kitchens and still doing even the whole kitchen with a hand mixer you yeah you i'm gonna be upgrading up like that. <laughs> yeah okay. that's what i was actually just looking at um yeah i'm doing that right now you work it you get it done for sure but i definitely see where it's the i'm gonna need that imer the i guess feedback on that too the imer or the call mix on that yeah the imer 120 plus yeah. Imer 120 okay um, yeah, I've been looking at that. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm doing everything right now and I just have the bigger, bigger buckets and hitting it with a double blade or double paddle. Well, I did that for years and years and years is no shame in it. I've done thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. Who knows? I mean, for 15 years, I just used a, a handheld mixer to do everything. So a lot of concrete and there's no shame in it, but once you do go to the Imer 120 plus, I have a 360. The 120 plus is probably or definitely the better option for for concrete guys like us because the 360 is just too big to mix smaller things like sinks and you know and like Dusty for instance, he has two 120 pluses, but he'll just alternate. He'll have one going, this one's dumping, while this one's mixing or loading the next one, and they just jump back and forth, and he's doing a ton of production. But a lot of guys will have just one. 120 plus and kind of same thing they just, they just have everything ready to go they have bags maker mix stacked next to it they have all their water weighed out and they can just keep going all day and do you know thousands of pounds of concrete pretty easily as a one-man shop which is my next question to you are you how, do you have any employees or are you working solo 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 and just have guys lined up for um installs cool what's the biggest difficulty you found working by yourself <laughs> moving stuff flipping stuff um <laughs> keeping up with the mix too. And you're, um, just timing it, you know, as it's coming, coming through, just keeping up on, yeah, just the flipping mixing. It's it, it, you make it work, but yeah, the, the flipping portion and just moving things around like that is, would be very nice to have an extra, extra set of hands available. Sure. Do you have a forklift or a gantry? No, no, that's just everything's manual gantry is, that's another thing that I'm looking at very soon here. So yeah, I'm just going to throw a uh, movable gantry that'll be able to pull in. Yeah, Dusty for years and years and years had a gantry and flipped huge islands, massive islands, you know, like 20 foot by 8 foot yeah, or whatever, huge. just with a gantry. And yeah, yeah. So it's just great to have that mechanical advantage to to lift and flip things over. I was looking at your site on Facebook, your your company page, and it looks like you've done some art festivals or farmer's markets uh, I'm not sure what type of festivals were, but you had a really nice booth set up. So have you found that effective for sales and marketing or what have you found effect- effective for sales and marketing? Those shows are awesome to get your name out there just to be seen by the public. And then once you're seen by a couple and just crush those jobs that you get and then referrals from there, really what has grown from that is, yeah, the few people that do see that and they're like, oh, I'm interested in that start working with them get a project with them um and then just referrals from there just making sure that you're doing a putting out quality product when you are getting those initial clients and yeah just it's been word of mouth for me up here which has been fantastic i'm even like the spring we're not doing the show is just because jobs that are coming in and trying to work in work with um, contractors cabinet shops around the area too just to get into a lot of the new builds coming up so um, yeah, just really networking with the construction industry designers and town engineers, architects. So getting in front of them. Um, I do realize the shows you can make some cash too on the weekends and and just sell sell some products and make some more contacts. But I'm trying to go to the builders and focus my energy on on that end of it and reach a broader audience. Well, right on. And so what is what is exciting in Minnesota when it comes to concrete? Is it still mostly countertops? Are you find yourself in vanities? Is it certain looks? Is it textures? I'm just I'm always curious with different areas of the country and where they're at from a you know what what the perception of concrete actually is. What Be do truthful, you see? 
Um, well, we're in Bambiji, uh, which is northern Minnesota, and there's not we're quite a bit behind when it comes to trends uh, that come through. Um, not actually many people are very familiar with it up here, um, down the metro, like towards city, Twin Cities area. Um, definitely a little bit more familiar, but around here, even a lot of the contractors that I'm speaking with aren't familiar with concrete countertops besides their standard standard pour, you know, the nice thick two, three inch, or three inch tops. That's what they're used to. They're not, they haven't even seen this. I'm very excited of what's to come to come to that once we're getting out in front of more and more, and more eyes are on what we're doing. Um, I think we're really bringing a whole different, different product line to this area, um, which is really cool. Cause that's the people that you have seen. have just seen a little bit on Instagram or, you know, whatever on right. social media where they're seeing, seeing it occasionally, but not really knowing what's coming with it. So that's really cool. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. I got one last question for you, Eric. What has been the most important lesson you've learned in your year of doing decorative concrete? So one, Justin McMurray has been amazing. Um, he's been a tremendous contact for me. He reached out to me when I first got into concrete. Um, he's actually the reason why I'm doing concrete right now. Truthfully, remember we had a phone call when we first when he first reached out and just the importance of family was my what number one big eye opener was starting this was family life can get away from you quickly starting a business and always having that direction um where you're going what you're doing it for and get in get the work done get out make the money is and do it for your family so that's i would say my number one thing is creating a effective means to get the job done and get back to what's important in life. John, what do you have? Any last, any last questions? No, that's it, man. I'm good. Eric, it's, you know, it's been great talking to you. Um, even today, it was earlier today. And then I called you in the last two seconds, like, man, you know, are you, you know, can, can we pull this off? And you're like, yeah, let's go. But no, it's been great, man. It's been great. Great having you on board. Great answering your questions. Um, I probably chew your ear a lot more than what you're looking for, but that's great. Well, I, I appreciate everything you guys are doing. I love where the where this product is going. I love my, love getting my hands on it. And um, again, thank you so much for all the assistance along the way and sharing of information. The podcast has been tre- tremendous. And like even today, John, you called up as a follow-up from yesterday, what we were talking about. And then yep. we got down another rabbit hole of a couple other things too so yeah thank you guys very much for everything and product's amazing so thanks awesome eric adios guys adios adios